from ACC to Bowman Gray. Can't touch this. The most extensive Carolina Panthers coverage in the triad. Can't touch this. Plus your exclusive home for Charlotte Hornets from the triad. Break it down. Add in your triad home for North Carolina A&T Athletics, and you've got Tobacco Road Sports Radio, your home for triad sports. 101 down the sideline, one. Caught the ball. 10-5. He's in. Touchdown, Aggies. Are you looking for the next best soul food spot to please your palate? What if I told you there's one right under your nose? Welcome to Taste of the Triad, located in the old Bell Brothers Cafeteria, location at 4320 Old Walkertown Road in Winston-Salem. Authentic Southern comfort food in a family atmosphere. At Taste of the Triad, you can have Sunday dinner anytime. Mmm, baked chicken, fried chicken to order, the best meatloaf in the Triad, ribs, baked mac and cheese, and more. Check out Sunday Smackdown with beef and pork ribs, smoked turkey legs, collard greens, yams, and much more. Are y'all hungry yet? Did I even mention the live music on Sundays? Comfort soul food in the heart of the Triad. Taste of the Triad, 4320 Old Walkertown Road in Winston-Salem. Check out the menu at tasteofthetriad.com. So where exactly can you hear Tobacco Road Sports Radio? Oh, uh, North Carolina, Kernersville, Salisbury, you know what I'm saying, Burlington. I, 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 I didn't bring a Raleigh, Greensboro, Charlotte. For the best in live sports debate, live sporting events, and more, tune in to Tobacco Road Sports Radio. TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com Archdale! Greensboro's favorite hangout is calling your name. Natty Green's Downtown invites you to experience the heart and soul of downtown Greensboro's vibrant dining scene. Enjoy our mouth-watering dishes from juicy burgers to savory barbecue and everything in between. And what's a great meal without great brews? Natty Green's offers a hand-picked selection of craft beers that will perfectly complement your dining experience. So come on over to Natty Green's Downtown Greensboro. Find us at 345 South Elm Street or visit nattygreens.com online. Give us a call at 336-274-1373. Hey, y'all, Chinese Bovalado. Is your car broke down? Are you stuck somewhere? Do you need a mechanic? Y'all you don't want to call a tow truck? Call Chinese Bovalado. He'll come out to you, do your work, whatever you need done, your regular maintenance, or if you broke down on the side of the road, give him a call. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call 336-423-6241. You don't even have to see me. Just let me know what's wrong with your car, and I will come and fix it, y'all. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, TikTok. I'm on the Twitters. Whatever you you guys need 336-423-6241 as always i'll be seeing you you are locked into tobacco road sports radio your home for triad sports of Guilford County, just to the uh, northern outskirts of the Greensboro metro area. This tornado warning goes for the next 19 minutes or so. And uh, let's see what's going Alright, we family, man. Yeah. Call some dogs. Yeah. Hey, I know I'm a dog. Hey, I know Gerald. Hey, you already know how you train a dog. Hey, we some dogs. Yes, sir. Hey, we about to turn up one time on these boys. They're not ready. They're not, They're not ready for it. Like, hey, it's their homecoming. Let's smash this on these boys. Yeah. Let's smash on these boys. I'm 
This is Whirly Nation. Welcome in to Natty Greens in downtown Greensboro. I'm your host, Ryan Stone. It's the first ever edition of the Grimsley Whirlies Coaches Show, and we're joined in by head coach Daryl Brown. We'll be joined in by star receivers Terrell Anderson and Alex Taylor in our second segment uh, tonight as well. Coach, uh, obviously, you guys got things off to a great start this uh, this season, 30-7 to win over a ranked uh, Mount Tabor team last Friday night. Just, uh, you know, kind of your overall impression of how you guys played in that ball game. Effort, but just kind of um, how we were playing um, with enthusiasm and stuff like that. So um, the second half, we responded the right way and, and played a lot better. You know, you guys have kind of, <laughs> you guys have kind of become a Division One factory over the last uh, the last few years here in uh, in Greensboro. What do you think? What's the the key for that? Like, what's the what's the key ingredient? What's allowed for that to happen for this uh, this program? Well, it's kind of been our. The, the culture was kind of set four or five years ago. We had some um, guys come through that really bought in and believed in the things that our coaching staff and myself was asking out of them. And then I'll start with, you know, guys like Chris Zellis and Quan Nora. And then next was Travis Shaw. And, um, you know, Travis was an elite player, um, nationally known. And he did everything that we asked out of him at a time when he could have probably gone to another school and played for another program. And he believed in us and stayed at Grimsley and bought into what we asked. And, um, you know, we kind of got it rolling, I guess, around his sophomore year, which was when um, Quan and Zealous were seniors. And so from there, it's just been guys kind of falling in line. And our best players have been our hardest workers. And so the other guys that are younger than them kind of see how they work and the things that they do, and they just kind of carry that on. And so um, – it's been fun to see. Um, I give a lot of credit to our coaching staff for that. But we've had great young men that's come in and really bought in and believed in what we've asked out of them. Uh, no question, a lot of your your best players have certainly been your hardest workers. There's uh, there's no question about that. I mean, Travis immediately started getting playing time when he went to UNC. I mean, I think that's a reflection of that. I know Alonzo Barnett, who was your starting quarterback yeah. on that state championship team, he's battling for the starting quarterback job as a redshirt freshman up at, uh, at JMU. So, I mean, I think that, that says a lot that – not only are they getting these opportunities, they're, they're getting playing time and getting the actual opportunities when they get there. Yeah, I mean, um, obviously, like, you know, you touched on, they've got a lot of God-given ability. But all those guys um, are selfless individuals. They work hard. And I think kind of our program, um, how it's set up and the way we go about coaching them and the things that we demand of them and ask out of them, it prepares them for the next level. And um, I think when they get there, they're – they're not only ready to play, but they understand kind of how you have to be. And if you don't get to play, how, how you should respond and practice and go about being a great teammate as well. So I think all the things that our coaches teach um, really prepares these guys when they move on. I, I know there's a – you and I had talked a couple of years ago about, about DJ Reader. And I know you didn't coach him, but he comes yeah. back. He gives back to the program. He, he hosts camps here in the area. I mean, how, how instrumental has his – impact been you know on the program to just you know have a guy that's at that level and gives back and the kids get to see him and things like that yeah I mean DJ's awesome um I hate I didn't get to coach him <laughs> I mean he's a great great person and um you know when I got to Grimsley in 2016 I kind of asked what the relationship was with DJ and at that time he was coming out of Clemson and headed to the NFL and I don't think there was much interaction with him um so much as far as with the athletic program especially the football program so 
I wanted to reach out to him because there was a guy that had come through and walked the same halls that our kids were walking and had gone on to have big-time success at a big university and then, you know, being drafted in the NFL. So I thought getting him back as far as letting our kids be able to kind of talk to him and get to know him and bounce ideas off of him, I thought that would be huge for our kids. And I think it was the uh, actually the second spring, which was our first year, um, first full year at Grimsley, we was able to get him back for spring ball practice. And he talked with our guys and hung out with them a little bit. And then from there, we, we kind of ran with it. You know, we host DJ Reader Jamboree, and he does his camp there every year. And um, he comes to basketball games. He's around all the time, and our guys see him. And, and I just talked to him on social media and that kind of stuff. So he's a great influence for, for our kids. Not only that, he's on a team that's really good. So he's yeah. on the national stage no all the time as well. So that's a, that's certainly a big uh, big look for uh, for him and the program as well. No question about that. Um, you know, going back to the game on on a Friday night, I, I know I saw uh, an interview where you talked. I believe it was high school OT or, or something like that after the game and t- touched on the defense. I mean, you held that team to seven points, thirty to seven win. Uh, you know, what did you see from your defense? On, uh, on Friday night, which, I mean, has been a, a really good defense for a number of years now. Yeah, I mean, we have played really well on that side of the ball. I think, um, you know, going into the offseason, Coach Rigsby, our defensive coordinator, and I give him a lot of credit, which, I mean, I trust him completely and think a lot of him. He's been with me for a long time. But one of the things that he wanted to do was um, be more aggressive, more attacking on that side of the ball. And it kind of felt like last year maybe, you know, we kind of, you know, we played sound, but we just kind of set back a little bit and then – create as you know many as tackles for loss and turnovers and things that we wanted to do and so uh, we spent the off season or he did and his staff really kind of figuring out ways to do that schematically and then with our personnel and then Friday night I think it showed I mean we were flying around and uh, created a bunch of negative plays got some turnovers as well sacks and put a lot of pressure on the quarterback and uh, different things like that so um, more than anything, I thought we just played really hard. Our guys understand what we're trying to do, and we're playing fast with a lot of confidence. And if you do that, you'll be okay. I mean, I know you, you guys have you guys have kind of become known for defensive linemen. I mean, we, we touched on DJ Reader, Travis Shaw, Jamal Jarrett. Now now you have another one in, uh, in Bryce Davis that's ranked, I believe, top 25 in the country in his, uh, his class. What, what has allowed you guys to be so strong in that area? I mean, we've been been blessed. I mean, just great dudes coming through there. I mean, for us, like, you know, it started with Travis, um, you know, and like I said, his buy-in to what we were doing, and it's just kind of filtered from there. And then Jamal um, ended up with us his last couple of years, and then Bryce's older brother played for us, and so he was a guy that was coming up through the program. And and now, really, our defensive line this season, I mean, we're – we really feel like we're seven or eight deep there with really good quality players. And um, we played six or seven of them Friday night. Uh, we had one guy injured. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it makes it tough on an offense when you constantly have fresh bodies in there that are capable bodies as well. So the one guy you won't see rotate out is Bryce. But, um, <laughs> you know, those other guys play really well too. Do so you have an SEC defensive line? Is that what you're – Well, I, I, didn't, I didn't say all that. We got a good high school defensive line. For high school, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the high school version of an right, SEC right. defensive line. Um, you also, uh, on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, you guys obviously put up – you know, put up thir- were able to put up 30 points in that uh, in that game. I mean, I know you have a, a young quarterback that made, made a couple mistakes. I mean, he's a sophomore, but he's highly touted, top ten, I think, in his class, I believe, in the, uh, the country in terms of, uh, of quarterbacks in, uh, in Faison Brandon. Uh, just what did you see of his uh, his debut? Because I mean, this was his 
debut as a high school quarterback. Oh, yeah. Well, Coach Tripp coaches our quarterbacks, our offensive coordinator, and we talked. But I talked to Faison, you know, right after the game. I mean, I thought he played outstanding. I mean, the two turnovers, the two interceptions, one on was on a deflected ball. A lot of people don't know that ball got deflected, but their defensive yeah. end pushed up field and got his hand on it. That's why it ended up short to the inside. And the second one was on a screen, running back screen. And either their defensive end did a great job reading it or he just was being lazy on the play. But whatever, <laughs> he got back in that passing lane and made a good play. So those things happen. But rush for two touchdowns, threw two big touchdowns late to those guys over there. And um, we completed 14 out of like 22 balls. And uh, I, thought it, I thought he played really well. 15 years old, first varsity game against a quality, quality defense in a tough environment. So uh, he's just going to get better each and every week. Speaking of those guys over there, yeah. um, <laughs> how much of a luxury is it to have Jeez. two four-star receivers that not, – not, they're a little bit different in terms of their styles, I would say. I mean, one's more maybe the fade, go deep type, and one's more can go over the middle and take it to the house. Any, I mean, they both can – or capable of scoring a touchdown at any time. So, right. how much of a luxury is that, I, you know, especially when you have a young quarterback. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, those guys have also played with a couple of really good quarterbacks. I think really a couple of years ago you could say one was more like this and the other one was more like yeah. that. But now they're both – both of their games has evolved yeah. to where they both can do pretty much anything. Yeah. And, um, you know, they're good with the ball in their hands. They're great down the field. They're great blockers. They're unselfish. And to have both of those guys lined up on the outside for us, I mean, you know, we, we got to take advantage of that. And, um, you know, one, that's one of the things we met this weekend. I felt like maybe we didn't take advantage of it enough last Friday night. And so, um, you know, having those two guys, we want to be able to really, if nothing else, just put some more pressure on defenses by really stretching them down the field and, and sideline to sideline as well. But those two guys, they'll do whatever it takes for, for us to win. They're willing to do whatever. But – Having them with Faison being a sophomore is huge. I mean, he's got confidence in them, and they you know, put it up, and they're going to go get it. So, um, you know, it's great luxury for him as a young quarterback and for us as a program to start a sophomore quarterback with those two guys on the outside. And then next year when they're gone, now Faison's a year older, and maybe he's helping some younger receivers, that kind of thing. So, And, and I mean, Terrell also huge impact in the return game. Mm -hmm. I mean – I can't believe people are still kicking to him. Okay. I, I, hope, I hope they. I hope they continue to because okay, it's really too. it's really entertaining. And mm -hmm. I, I literally in the playoff, one of the playoff games we were calling last season, said it was a mistake in the middle of the kick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was about to go to the house, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, he, so. I mean, he's smooth back there. <laughs> yeah, you know, does a great job fielding, setting up blocks. You know, he doesn't. He's very patient when he first gets the ball, which is why he's able to crease things. A lot of times you see kick returners get it, and then here they go full speed ahead and. He's kind of very patient and sets it up and sees the field really well and finds those creases. But, yeah, I hope they keep kicking, kicking to him as well. <laughs> the offense doesn't even have to go on the field if they keep kicking it to him. So that's a nice luxury to have. Um, you also brought Mitchell Summers back from, uh, from last season who had a uh, you know, terrific season at running back uh, for you guys. Uh, 92 yards rushing on uh, on Friday night. What did you think of uh, his performance in the first week of the I told season? Him, yeah, we told him after the game it was a big boy game. I mean, he, you know, they're good up front. Their linebackers are good. And he, his, those 92 yards were well earned. I mean, he ran hard. He ran physical. Um, I think we carried it 27 times, I think, for 92 yards. Yeah, so, like you know, yards for carry doesn't look great. But I told Mitchell, like, that's the kind of – that's, the, that's playoff football in August, yeah. you know, and um, that's how it's going to be later in the year. So, 
you go out there and you rush for 250 or 300 yards, the other team's probably not very good on defense. It's probably not getting you better. So for him to have that kind of game, took care of the football, got tough yards when we needed them, um, just shows kind of his maturity. You know, I, you touched on, you know, 92 yards, obviously, and you, you touched on, you know, playing against a really a good team this early in the season. You, you've got another one on Friday. So you know, talk to me a little bit about the, the early season schedule that you guys you guys put together i mean you guys you, you guys have definitely gone out and challenged yourselves well we do a good job um you know trying to set the schedule um in advance like we don't wait till the last minute yep. to try to do that like we actually scheduled the roseville game when coach samick was down there who's from forsyth county and somebody i knew which he you know he didn't even coach last season yep. there so we had that game scheduled early but we knew, like, we felt like even two or three years ago, our program was in a place that we need to play those kind of people um, early on. And we like having one game each year kind of with somebody away from here. We played Clayton a couple of times, Cox Mill back during the COVID year, and now Roseville. I think that's good for our guys to kind of play somebody they're not familiar with. That's really like a playoff-type game. Yeah. So those games are there for a reason, um, to get us ready for conference play and then um, something that we can recall on later on when we're, hitting, when we're in the playoffs. I mean, I know we're you know we're early in the season, but what are your your early thoughts on the conference this uh, this year? Well, I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean, I didn't. I just looked at some scores on Friday <laughs> night, but I didn't like. I don't. I don't really know much about anybody or anything like that. Um, I know some the guys coming back, like the quarterback at Northwest and their receiver, talented kids. But I, I mean, that's not coach talk when I tell you I'm right now. Especially, <laughs> I'm just focused on Grimsley. So. I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we're talking to uh, the Grimsley head coach uh, here at the uh, here at the Grimsley Whirlies uh, coaches show. We're going to go ahead and step aside for our first time out. When we come back. We'll catch up with uh, Alex Taylor and Terrell Anderson to talk uh, to them about the early starts of the season, also their college commitments as well. Stay tuned. You're listening here on Tobacco Road Sports Radio. As the voice of the Greensboro Swarm, PA for the Hornets, and the sixth man of Carolina basketball, I do it all. Just like Beamer Tire and Auto. Alignments, new tires, NC State inspections, oil changes, they do it all. And with three locations in High Point, Greensboro, and Kernersville, BDOT and BTAR, yes, we do it all. If you need details, visit BeamerTire.com. Hey, y'all, Chinese Mobile Auto. Is your car broke down? Are you stuck somewhere? Do you need a mechanic? Oh, you don't want to call a tow truck? Call Chinese Mobile Auto. He'll come out to you, do your work, whatever you need done, your regular maintenance, or if you broke down on the side of the road, give him a call. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call 336-423-6241. You don't even have to see me. Just let me know what's wrong with your car, and I will come and fix it, y'all. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, TikTok. I'm on the Twitters. Whatever you you guys need 336-423-6241 as always i'll be seeing you 
savvy shoppers of Kernersville, discover the hidden treasures waiting for you at Smith & Company Consignment. Get ready to score some incredible deals on gently used furniture, stylish clothing, and unique home decor pieces. You won't believe the quality at unbeatable prices. Looking to declutter? Sell your pre-loved items with us. Smith & Company Consignment is the perfect place to find a new home for your well-cared-for belongings. Visit us at 1515 Union Cross Road. Check out our website, smithandcompanyconsignment.com, or give us a call at 336-497-5290. Looking for your real estate expert in Kernersville? Meet Nikki Rottweiler, your go-to expert with the unrivaled knowledge of the market. From hidden gems to prime profiles, she's got the inside scoop. Don't miss out on the opportunity of a lifetime. Contact Nikki Rottweiler today and experience the difference firsthand. Call Nikki at 336-448-9309 to get started. Head Realty Group, opening dreams one door at a time. The State Farm Personal Price Plan is here. Your local agent can help you create an affordable car insurance price. Visit Susanna Nunn State Farm Insurance in Kernersville. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. You are locked into Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Your home for triad sports. And you know this, man. Again, and Addie Greens in downtown Greensboro to the first ever edition of the Grimsley Whirly Coaches Show. And we're now joined in by the two star receivers for the Grimsley Whirlies. We're joined in by uh, Terrell Anderson and Alex Taylor. And I'll start you guys off with a question that you, you both can answer. Uh, you start the, start the season week one, a 32 uh, to 7 win. Uh, just the thoughts on uh, the first game of the season. How did you think you guys played in week one? Oh, I'm going to go ahead and go first. <laughs> First half, we uh, played pretty well. Uh, I think it was 7-7 seven, seven halftime. Came out with more energy second half and uh, got the job done. Feel like we could have played a little bit better offensive side, uh, getting in the red zone, scoring a little more. But defense had our back. So, overall, I feel like we played pretty well. Yeah, I feel like we played, I feel like we played pretty well, too, to, uh, especially in the second half. Uh, we came out um, ready to play in the second half. Uh, I just like the second half was way better than the first half. Like, the energy uh, in the stands, uh, the sideline, and – we just uh, came out there and had fun. I'm going to go ahead and jump into what Coach and I were talking about moments ago. Like, are you surprised people are still kicking to you? I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm not surprised. I, I low-key want them to kick it to me. I mean, I do too. But, yeah. <laughs> what do you t- – talk? just take me through your process on returning a kick. What are, you, what are you looking for exactly? Um, really, I just catch the ball and um, wherever to return that. Uh, I got a, some nice blockers in front of me, so – I'm not scared. Uh, I know they're going to protect me, and uh, I just run through there and just – I use I slow down. I use tempo, and uh, once I just see the hole, I just, you know, burst through it. Do you enjoy being a receiver or kick, returning kicks better? Uh, receiver, but returning kicks, that's like my second job. <laughs> <laughs> you love them both. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, both of you guys made big decisions recently, and it honestly surprised me. Like, we got rival schools sitting up here in terms of commitment – Decisions. I, I honestly thought you guys would go together. I really did. Yeah. But I'll start with Alex. What 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 was it about UNC for you? Yes, <laughs> yes. You got the you got all kind of UNC fans in here. You yes, might sir. get booed, man. I don't know. <laughs> nah, <I'm nice. laughs> what was it about UNC for you, Alex? Uh, 
compared to all my other visits, just felt like the right time to commit on my OV. Uh, just uh, took my time with it, visited, I think, 16 times before I committed. So basically knew everything about the school and felt like it's a great opportunity for me to come in next year and make an impact right away. Did you did you grow up a UNZ fan? Uh, I'm a Duke basketball fan. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you might have just lost some fans in here. <laughs> just I'm a Duke basketball fan, but I got a question. Does that does that does that change now? No, it doesn't. Growing change. up in North Carolina, basketball, uh, Chapel Hill, and Duke—that's uh, just something in the heart, and uh, I feel like I can't change with that. But so, are you going to show up at the Dean Dome? Yes. When you get there in Duke, game? definitely, definitely. <laughs> Kudos to you. I give, I, give you, I, give you, I give you credit if you do that, actually. That's, that's impressive, honestly. And, all right, so, Terrell, NC State, you made your decision, I think, just a couple weeks ago. I think it was NC State, Michigan, Tennessee. What was it about uh, NC State for you that uh, is where you wanted to go? Um, really just a, a family atmosphere up there. Um, everybody show love and just treat you like you wanted them. Um, every visit I've been on, uh, they always show love to me. They always, like, expressed to me, told me, like, I was the number one target. And, uh, yeah, they just – I just felt like home. Um, Coach Dorian, Coach Phillips uh, did a great job recruiting me. Um, they've been recruiting me since, like, freshman year, sophomore year. And we just built a great uh, bond over the past couple of years. And uh, the relationships I got there with the players and, and other coaches, uh, just felt like it was the right place for me. So, so you guys have been playing together for – I don't I don't know how like, – several years – multiple years in high school. I don't know if you guys were playing together when you were younger. Or, uh, or anything. Well, he moved in from Detroit freshman okay, year. So okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why Michigan was on the, the radar for you. That, yeah. ma that makes sense. Um, so, what's it – have you guys talked about playing against each other yet? Not no. yet. <laughs> Probably after the season. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> – What's that going to be like for you guys? I mean, of course, I'm going to want him to do well, just not the people around him. <laughs> so, <laughs> now I'm going to still root for him. His quarterback has to do well for him to do well. Maybe he could catch a screen pass, maybe a hitch or something. Get a 13. Kick return? Yeah. Ah, uh, nah. We kicking away from him. <laughs> I tried. Yeah. I tried. Um, so, I mean, I know you guys had offers from everywhere. I, I mean, how, how much did – how much was, you know, trying to stay relatively close to home, how, how important was that for you guys? You both can take that one. Whichever uh, you want to I didn't really care staying close to home. I just wanted to go where I feel like I had the best chance and opportunity for myself to develop on and off the field. You know, I already knew academics was going to be there anywhere I go. So, really just wherever it felt like home for me. So, staying close to home really didn't mean much to me. Yeah, me either. Uh, it was really the fan base. Like, the fan base won me over, to be honest. Uh, yeah, it's right up the road. It's like an hour drive. And uh, my family here, uh, I know that they'd be able to make uh, all my home games, and they won't be ha having to watch from the TV and stuff. And that's, a, that's like my family uh, here is like the closest uh, part of my family to me. And um, I know that my other family, like in, back home, won't be able to like come attend any of the games. Well, they could, but yeah, every once in a while, maybe. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a tougher trip, no question about that. Wait, you said the NC State fan base won you over? Yeah, they crazy. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm, that's why I'm asking about it. <laughs> What's the craziest thing you've heard from an NC State fan since committing? Or during the commitment process, either one. Um, well, my Instagram <laughs> my Instagram crazy. I got a lot of NC State fans on there. And uh, I got a lot of message requests from uh, NC State fans. And one of them, they just texted me. Uh, they were just like, um, I'll buy you both jankles if you come to NC State. <laughs> So, 
If, if, is that what sealed the deal? No, that ain't what sealed the deal. <laughs> <but> <laughs> I do like what James. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there could be worse offers. Yeah. There, there's, there certainly could be worse offers. Did you get any crazy requests from UNC fans or crazy? Uh, I mean, not really, but I'm gonna agree with him with state fans being crazy. Yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he went. He's going to the Calmer School. You're going to the. Yeah. Uh, I'll say one of the fans, they uh, <laughs> made a little banner for me. Him and his son took a picture with him, so that was pretty cool. Like a, in Chapel Hill? Yep. Oh, wow. Okay, that's okay. pretty cool. Um, both you guys are, are four-star recruits, I believe, at this point. I've seen three and four for you. You've been four for, I think, since sophomore year or something like that. Um, do you guys? Did you guys pay attention to that at all? Not really. No, we knew. Yeah, we already make plays. We're not really worried about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about the rank. It is fake anyway. Yeah. Barry. We go do us regardless. Uh, well, I like to say anybody that thinks that you aren't at least a four-star has never seen you return kicks. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I, I mean, I, you know, you, both you guys senior seasons. Uh, I mean, I, I know what the goal is. So I'm not going to necessarily ask that, uh, that question. But has it set in yet that this is the, this is the senior season? Uh, not yet for me. I mean, warming up is like, yeah, last uh, – well, last first away game. So, I guess it, it has said it, it hasn't. But after that last game, you know, all the old guys always saying, you know, uh, t how can I explain this? Like, <laughs> just take your time with it. Don't rush anything, basically. So, probably yeah. feel it after the season. Enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Enjoy the time. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean uh, – I mean, they've been a f like fast, very fast, a uh, couple couple years. And I remember when I was a freshman and just talking to the seniors like Anthony Duncan and uh, Caleb Curran and them. They were just telling me like, um, it's gonna go by fast. And I didn't believe them at first. I was like, I need to get this over with. But now that I'm here, uh, I look. You don't want it to go that fast. I want to slow down a little bit and um, just take it. Take I take every game one by one and just try to play hard. I'm gonna give you guys a cheat code right right here yeah. on this this show. They lie to you when they say that high school and college goes by the fastest. I swear to you, the older you get, the faster it goes by. Yeah. I don't know why people say that, but I swear to you, the older just the older you get, the faster that uh, that life goes by. So certainly, uh, take it in and, and enjoy it. Um, you guys are playing with a, your third really good quarterback, honestly, in your time at uh, at Grimsley. Uh, your early impressions on uh, on Faison Brandon as your starting quarterback. Uh, I already knew him coming in, though. I trained with him and stuff like that. Saw him with the uh, tried elite ducks when he was in eighth grade. So I already knew he was going to be a good quarterback. Just got to, uh, how do I say this? Uh, just be comfortable out there. You know, first first away game against a tough opponent. I already knew he was going to be a little nervous, but he did what he had to do to get to a W. So proud of him first game. Yeah, I mean, Faison, a great quarterback. Like, uh, over the years, we all had different quarterbacks. They all played different. They all had different skill set. But um, Faison's skill set is different than all of theirs. Well, it's close to Alonzo. But Faison is like a real quarterback. Like, um, he has to, like, throw great balls and uh, make the right reads. And he plays smart on the field. And, uh, yeah, I was proud of him, too. First game, like, he came out there and did what he had to do. And uh, the two interceptions that he did throw, um, it wasn't his fault. Like, neither of them. So, yeah, I give us kudos to uh, Faison. Has the recruiting pitches already started for him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Him, him and Bryce. <laughs> so, yes, I'm trying to get both of them. That was the next. That was the the next question. I, I mean, if you get both, you know, you go in there, Travis go in there. If you get those two guys go there, that's you're pretty much turning Grimsley into 
yes, sir. Chapel Hill West. So, what do you have to say about that? You nah. <laughs> I don't, need none, I don't need all of them going over there. Maybe one, but not all of them. I need help, too. <laughs> Again, we've been joined by, uh, by Alex Taylor and uh, Terrell Anderson, two-star receivers, two four-star receivers for the, uh, the Grimsley Whirlies. Guys, appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to join us tonight and uh, wish you the best of luck the rest of the season. Yes, sir. Okay. Thank you. We'll go ahead and step aside for another timeout. We'll come back here in uh, just a few moments to Natty Greens in downtown Greensboro. Find your next car at Auto Store of North Carolina in Walkertown. Their goal is to make car shopping and car buying experience fast, friendly, and easy. They have helped hundreds of customers get behind the wheel of a newer, reliable, quality used car and they can help you too. Stop by and speak with one of their sales professionals today and drive away with your new car. The Auto Store of North Carolina, 4964 Reedsville Road in Walkertown. Give them a call at 336-595-8550 and view the current inventory of vehicles at Auto Autostoreofnc.com. Beamer Tire and Auto Repair. Now with three locations across the triad in High Point, Greensboro, and our new location in Kernersville. Beamer Tire and Auto offers full service auto repair, all tire brands, free alignment checks, oil changes, and more. In Kernersville, check out the no appointment needed quick lube shop. Check out their thousands of five-star ratings via Google and Yelp. They care because they know that you can go anywhere. So try a shop with a beating heart, not a bottom line. Beamer Tire and Auto Repair. Visit us on Facebook or at BeamerTire.com. Here at Tobacco Road Sports Radio, we ask the tough questions. Hey, you got any left-handed footballs? We're never afraid to tell you how we feel. Come on, we look like the damn bad news bears. We'll debate sports. We'll debate anything. Man, you lying. You ain't never met Martin Luther the King. Not the winner, but yes, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he did not. No matter what, Tobacco Road Sports Radio has you covered. I'm going to come right back at it. Soldier. You're listening to Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Blue Naples Pizzeria in Kernersville is now hiring. Come work for one of the best Italian restaurants in the triad. Currently hiring dishwashers, cooks, front cashiers, and more. Great hours, great pay. Give them a call at 336-993-7707 or stop by and inquire at 1519 Union Cross Road in Kernersville. Start working this week. Blue Naples Pizza. Hey, Panther fans, right now on the SiriusXM app, hear the most in-depth Carolina Panthers coverage anywhere with Believe in Carolina Panthers, part of the Believe podcast network on SiriusXM. Hear from me, Desmond Johnson, and my co-host, Skylar Callahan from Sports Illustrated, and Panther great Jonathan Stewart as we break down the Panthers before and after every game through the NFL season. Your team, your podcast. Search B-L-E-A-V in Carolina Panthers on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you believe? Are you looking for the next best soul food spot to please your palate? What if I told you there's one right under your nose? Welcome to Taste of the Triad. Located in the old Bell Brothers Cafeteria, location at 4320 Old Walkertown Road in Winston-Salem, authentic Southern comfort food in a family atmosphere. 
a taste of the triad, you can have Sunday dinner anytime. Mmm, baked chicken, fried chicken to order, the best meatloaf in the triad, ribs, baked mac and cheese, and more. Check out Sunday Smackdown with beef and pork ribs, smoked turkey legs, collard greens, yams, and much more. Are y'all hungry yet? Did I even mention the live music on Sundays? Comfort soul food in the heart of the triad. Taste of the triad. 4320 Old Walkertown Road in Winston-Salem. Check out the menu at tasteofthetriad.com. For the latest news on North Carolina A&T Aggies athletics, plus the best sports coverage in the triad, follow Tobacco Road Sports Radio on Twitter at Tobacco Radio. Hey, Panther fans, right now on the SiriusXM app, hear the most in-depth Carolina Panthers coverage anywhere with Believe in Carolina Panthers, part of the Believe Podcast Network on SiriusXM. Hear from me, Desmond Johnson, and my co-host, Skylar Callahan from Sports Illustrated, and Panther great Jonathan Stewart as we break down the Panthers before and after every game through the NFL season. Your team, your podcast. Search B-L-E-A-V in Carolina Panthers on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you believe? Are you ready for a taste adventure like no other? Monte D. Ray, a Mexican restaurant in Kernersville, is here to take you on a flavor-filled journey straight to Mexico. Savor the sizzle of our mouth-watering fajitas, indulge in our signature enchiladas, and experience the true essence of Mexican cuisine. Wash it all down with our handcrafted margaritas or refreshing tequila-infused cocktails. Bring your friends, bring your family. Let the vibrant ambiance of Monte D. Ray turn every meal into a fiesta. Monte D. Ray, Kernersville. Taste the authentic flavors of Mexico. Call 336-310-4560 or visit an order online at Monte D. Ray, Kern- we love sports. Joe Lewis, the greatest boxer ever lived. Not only do we love sports, but we love to debate sports. He was bad in Captain Clay. He bad in Sugar Ray. He bad in that. Who that's you? The new boy here. Mike, Mike Tyson looked like a bulldog. He bad in him too. He done whipped Mike Tyson there. He whipped all that. For the best sports analysis in the triad. What about Rocky Marciano? In-depth local coverage of your favorite schools and teams. Let me tell you something wonderful. Rocky Marciano was good. And of course, the best sports debate in the triad. Big Joe Lewis is ass. Welcome to Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Joe Lewis was 75 years old when he fought. You're welcome. I don't know how old he was to get it Welcome back into Natty Greens in downtown Greensboro. Back into the first ever edition of the Grimsley Worley Coaching Show. And joined back in now by head coach uh, Daryl Brown as they get ready to take on Rollsville, another ranked opponent on uh, on Friday night. Um, I know we, we talked a little bit about Rollsville and how things have changed there quite a bit since yeah. uh, since last year. So what I mean, what do you know about this Rollsville team? I know they they had a close win. Uh, last Friday night, what do you know about this Rollsville team going into this game? Well, I mean, as far as their program, I mean, they've been really good the last four or five years. You know, state championship appearance and semifinals and deep playoff runs. So, I know they've had a good program the last few years. Obviously, they've had some turnover we mentioned earlier, um, but they beat a, you know, a very good Butler team uh, on Friday night. So, watching film, they're athletic, especially the receivers. Got some guys that can make plays on the outside. Got a couple good running backs. Got Division One quarterback that has a strong arm, can push the ball down the field, um, and then defensively they fly around and get after you. So it's going to be another huge test. What do you? Uh, what do you? What, I know we we touched on you. Know, you thought overall the performance on this past Friday was, was pretty good. What's what's an area that you would like to see you know the team play better in this uh, this coming Friday? Um, I like to see us get off to a better start. 
um, probably as much, you know, more than anything. Just, I thought we were a little flat, you know. So you say, man, how you flat first game of the year. But, you know, you get out there and, um, you know, just a long summer. And yep. I think you're so amped up that almost you get going, the adrenaline kind of like leaves you and you're a little, just a little flat. And um, I thought we were playing hard. We just didn't have a lot of emotion. And we talked about that at a half, and I thought we would answer that in the second half. And we were kind of more collectively – engaged in the game. So I want us to come out ready to roll uh, on Friday night. But I think playing in Jamison, first home game, yep. um, hopefully we'll get a big crowd and get Worley Nation out there and everybody on their feet. I think another thing I wanted to say was, you know, we had a great crowd Friday on the road, which is awesome. Um, but, you know, sometimes, I, you know, our players even, like, um, you know, we've had the success we've had the last few years. You almost become, well, you know <laughs> – here we go. We're we're okay. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I think our fans get like that yeah. too. Like, okay, we're we're okay. We're going we're going to win. And yeah, yeah. But winning's hard. And I tell our players, winning's hard. Like I want them to enjoy every aspect of it. You know, we score, celebrate together. Um, you know, there's nothing guaranteed that we're going to win again. You know, we we work hard to earn the right to do that. So I want them guys to enjoy it. I want our fans to relish and enjoy every win cuz they're all special. So I just don't take it for granted. So we're excited about playing in Jameson, and there's nothing like playing there on Friday night. So first home opener, um, we hope it's rocking. It's definitely one of the uh, the best places uh, in the state, no question about that, to, yeah. uh, to play a high school football game, if not the, uh, if not the country. Um, I guess, you know, you guys obviously come in, you know, you made a state championship game last year. You've already won a, you've won a state championship game a couple of years ago. How, how do you, in your number two in the Max Preps rankings, how do you manage – those expectations, you know, in terms of the outside noise? Um, we're not satisfied. You know, our kids aren't satisfied. They're hungry. Those two guys right there that you just talked to, I mean, um, the last thing that they remember is getting beat in the state championship. So we don't really care about rankings. We don't talk about rankings. Um, you know, we're focused on the process of getting better every day, and that's really all we talk about. Like, my favorite part of high school football is what we do Monday through Thursday on a practice field. You know, and I told him, I said, I want players that enjoy practicing. I want coaches on our staff that want to come to practice and enjoy that part of it. You know, I don't want Friday night coaches. I want guys <laughs> that are there Monday through Thursday and enjoy going yeah. to work and the process that it takes to get better. We talk about that with our players, and if we do those things, then we'll be okay on Friday night. So, just not satisfied. You know, every year's different, new team. Um, so, what we've done in the past has nothing to do with this group and this team, and we want to make sure that we maximize everything that we can out of this group. Uh, you know, we, we touched on, you know, I know the, the two interceptions were not, you know, Faison Brandon's fault necessarily on, on this past Friday night. But what do you, I guess, you know, going in, you know, his second start, he's gotten the first one kind of out of the way, which is, you know, the one where the nerves are, could really become a thing. Uh, what would you like to see from him in, in this second game? Well, I mean, just keep getting better. You know, I mean, he's he's fine. I'm not. I'm not worried about Faison. Like, um, we got other issues besides him. <laughs> I mean, he's going to be okay. I mean, um, I think what we're doing offensively, um, kind of going into this week, I like our game plan going into this week. I like what we're trying to do from an offensive standpoint after our meetings this yesterday and this weekend. So, I think Coach Tripp and those guys um, have kind of you know, play a game. It gives you a chance to kind of figure some things out. And uh, I think we did that. Um, we had an injury to one of our receivers that kind of changed some stuff the last couple of weeks. He's back now. Um, Caden Cato, a sophomore slot receiver. Um, so, yeah, I just like the direction that we're moving. But Faison, I mean, 
he's just going to get better every single day, every single Friday. You're just going to see him because he's coachable, he works, he listens. And, um, I mean, you know, he did have some nerves, but he's supposed to have some nerves. I mean, should have that really every Friday if you care. So he'll be all right. That's yeah, very true. No question about that. Um, I guess you mentioned you, you have concerns in other areas that you want to get, you know, you want to address and want to get better about, you know, what are some of those things you'd like to see improved as you go into this game besides the, you know, slow start? Yeah, well, I mean, I thought, I thought we made gains um, Friday night from our two scrimmages. Um, so that was good. So we got better from where yeah. we were at a couple, a couple weeks ago in the two scrimmages. Um, you know, I, you know, we we definitely want to be able to run the football better um, than what we did on Friday. But again, I give credit to Mount Tabor and those guys up front. And Tyshawn does a great job with the defense. So you know, Will Brown, our offensive line coach, he'd come here and tell you that he wants us to be able to get more of a push up front and uh, maybe be a little bit better in protection and give us a little bit more time. And um, so, so we'll do those things. I'm not not worried about it. Like we'll get better because our kids want to work and they listen. So. Really just in all areas. I mean, there's always things that you want to clean up and you watch film, things that you need to address. Um, I think we can tackle a little bit better um, than what we did on Friday night. There were some plays out on the perimeter where we kind of missed some tackles and maybe took bad angles on stuff. Um, you do that this Friday against one of their receivers, and they make a move on you, they're down the sideline and gone. So um, those are all things that you want to get better at as the year progresses. And um, you know, like I said, I, I believe wholeheartedly that our guys will. And, I know they'll be coached up, and I know they'll work hard to continue to improve. You mentioned you've mentioned the receivers now, and you mentioned you know their their quarterback as well for uh, for Rollsville. Is, is there another area that that team that you know what, from what you've seen on film that that maybe concerns you going into that matchup or is the, something that's a key? Yeah, they're I mean they're good up front on the defensive line. Uh, they got some length there, and they guys guys that are very athletic and that can make plays in the backfield. So. And it's another week where we're going to have a, you know, a good front that our offense will go against. Um, so it would be another big test for us to be able to run the ball and establish something in the run game and then also protection, like I mentioned. So some of the things that we're wanting to address, is it's going, they're coming after us again. So if we don't fix them, we're going to be exposed again. So um, they're good there, like I said. And then their offensive line is really big, and they got some good players there. So – be another good test for our defensive line. And, you know, we're always big on kind of what happens up front. And I think that determines the game a lot of times on Friday night if you can win the line of scrimmage. So, um, you know, our guys are going to be challenged for sure. I, you mentioned, you know, line of scrimmage, obviously a huge part of what happens on uh, on Friday night. Is, is there any any other keys that you feel like you guys are going to have to do do these certain things if you guys are going to be able to win this game. Yeah, and you, if you if we have this show every week, which I guess you're probably going to ask me that, and I'm probably going to tell you the same thing every, <laughs> every time. But we don't want to turn the football over. Yep. Taking care of the football is big. On um, Friday night, we we won the field position, you know, all night, and a lot of that was our defense forcing negative plays. And then after the first punt to Terrell, I think they tried to angle punts away from him. And they started pushing them out of bounds. So, we was getting short fields there. Our special teams were really good, putting us in short fields on the kickoff return. Um, so, not turning the ball over and then taking those short fields and converting them into points. Because I think we left probably, you know, 20 points pr possibly on the field Friday night. We had the ball inside the five a couple of times, didn't score. We had to drop in the end zone um, for a touchdown. But, again, all those things happen. And um, our guys were just going to continue to work and get better at it. Uh, outside of Friday night, I mean, obviously the college football season is coming up and you've got a number of guys that are used to play for you that are getting ready for the college football season. I mean, we've touched on a few, Travis Shaw, Jamal Jarrett, uh, Alonzo Barnett. Um, have you 
You t- talk to any of those guys as they're getting ready for the uh, for the start of the college football season? Oh yeah, I mean we talk to them all the time. <laughs> our coaches, myself, our players, and they're sending messages. I mean, I told these guys Friday in, in our um, pregame meeting that seven ha- of them had reached out to me on Friday, just talking about tell the guys good luck, miss them. Um, nothing like Friday nights, and these guys are playing on yep. Saturdays, and they're talking about there's nothing like Friday nights yep. and how they miss yep. their time there. So I relayed that message to those guys because what they're a part of right now is special, and it's never like that again. You know, when you go off to college or whatever, it's never as pure as it is on a Friday night playing with guys you grew up with and that kind of stuff. So um, we talk to them guys all the time. Well, I know uh, Alonzo's you know, kind of in a quarterback battle, up there at, uh, at JMU right now. Is there any update on that or where he stands or, you know, how he's doing in terms of that? Uh, I'm guessing Al Barnett is listening to this show. <laughs> he listens and he's he's dialed in to Grimsley Whirlies um, athletics and everything Grimsley Whirlies. So I, I won't say, but um, I know Alonzo's um, doing good stuff up there. So I'm excited for the start for him. And uh, when they tell him to go, he's going to be ready. That's, I mean, you know, to be a redshirt freshman and already being in the battle is pretty, pretty yeah. impressive in, yeah. in itself. Especially a team that you know JMU, their first yeah. year in Division One, did pretty, pretty well yeah. last season. And Al hadn't gave me permission to say one way or the other, <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not saying anything right now. If he texts me here and tells me I can say something, I will send the text. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, as you beyond Friday night, I mean, obviously, I know it's it's a one week at a time type of season, but. Um, you, you have experience winning a state championship. I mean, what, uh, what, do, you, what do you want to see week in and week out besides just, you know, the regular improvement uh, when, you're, when that's the goal? Just our team growing together. That's big for me. Like, um, I'm very – I try to be very aware of every individual on our team. And um, we talk a lot about how all of them have roles. And um, everybody's role is different. And people from the outside, parents, fans – students, you know, they don't, they think they know, but they don't know, you know, and that sometimes these guys, when they leave the locker room, they go home and they go wherever, they're told different things, but we talk a lot about just finding how you can help our team succeed, and everybody's role counts, and um, that you may not be the guy scoring the touchdown, but what you've done during the week has prepared somebody else to score that touchdown, and so just seeing, and I feel like it's like that every year, and last year's team really grew together as the year got towards the end, and I think that's why we made the run that we did in the playoffs against some really, really yep. quality opponents. And um, I just think that we had some a real tight bond that we was not, you know, that we weren't going to let each other fail. So more than anything, just seeing our guys grow together. I mean, we got good football players, and they're going to play hard, and they're going to get better. But uh, collectively as a team, I also see us coming together. When you when you look back at that that state championship game last season, what what messages do you or what lessons I guess do you take from that going into this season? Well, I mean, I thought we played well that night. Um, you know, played a really good team. Yep. They, they were just better than us, yep. and um, that's what I told somebody after the game that Friday. I mean, I think we probably we we missed a couple opportunities to win the game offensively. I thought like defensively, we probably did. Coach Rigsby disagreed, but I think we probably did enough to stop their offense. I mean, you're not going to shut them out. Yeah. So, um, just taking advantage of every opportunity. And we missed a couple opportunities on the offensive end that um, if we make them, we probably do win the game. And just understanding how precious and important every series, every snap is, you know, especially once you get to the, you know, (laughs) playoffs and the end. And 
um, really in every game, you know, you don't ever know which play is going to make a difference. So, um, and our guys understand. I mean, our kids, one thing, you, if you watch our, our guys, I mean, they play hard. And I, we had film today, and that's one of the things I told them. The, be, the best thing about film from Friday night was when Faison threw the interception down toward Alex in his second quarter. We have 11 guys on the offensive side of the ball that are flying uh, to try to make a stop and where they could just be like, eh, you know, whatever. Yeah. And Terrell Anderson was in the opposite corner of the end zone, and he comes all the way across the field 100 miles an hour, and he helps get the guy out of bounds at the 10-yard line. So um, just their effort. I mean, our guys play hard, and that says a lot about them. Um, I know, you know, we, we, touched, we touched a little bit about the, the offseason a little bit, but you know, how was the, the response to, you know, that state championship game, losing it, you know, coming back this offseason. What's the, the offseason been like for you guys as you got ready for the, uh, for the regular season? And going to work, you know. I mean, I think we do a good job of balancing, um, you know, what we're asking them to do and not, like, doing too much. Um, January and February, we don't do anything with them. Um, you know, they left. In, we have them in class and different things like that, but – uh, we don't do anything after school, and then we kind of build to some, some running and stuff that we do in the spring. And to, then we get to spring ball, which we treat that as like the start of our, you know, day one. We don't treat August 1 as day one. We treat spring ball as day yeah. one and start with our installs and stuff. So it's just kind of build through the summer on into August. But, I mean, our kids work. And, um, again, it goes back to what we talked about at the beginning with the culture and how our best players are our hardest workers and everybody just kind of falls in line. You know, you, you mentioned spring ball and that. Seven on seven has like really blown up in the yeah. last ten years or so. What do you feel like that? How much does that help? Do you think? Well, I mean, it's good. Yeah. Um, it's not football. I. You know, I mean, it's not. It's not eleven on eleven. There's no, there's not, no linemen. Yeah, it's not what um <laughs> ha happened last Friday night. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. seven on seven. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, I mean, it's good for your receivers yeah. and your quarterbacks to develop that time in, and I think it gets to a point where. I think for all of us, and I speak probably for a lot of high school coaches, where you're at some point in the summer, you're like, oh, tired of seven on seven, yeah. you know, kind of thing. And, um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it has its good, you know, for sure. And then there's things that's not so good about it because I do think defensively you probably get some bad habits and stuff like that for certain guys that are going to need to be having re uh, run keys and, you know, now they're all flying out of the air or if you get people that just play two-man coverage all the time, man under too deep and – they don't play any of that on Friday night, and they're playing it at 7-on-7. Seven seven, so, but it has its place, and, um, you know, again, we use it just like everybody else. Last question I'm going to ask you before, before we get out of here. How good is it going to feel to be playing in uh, Jamison Stadium on Friday oh, we're night? We're ready. Um, our <laughs> kids are ready. We talked about that today. We met as a team at 4 o'clock, and that's one of the things we talked about was, um, you know, being in our stadium for the first time with our crowd. So, I mean, I hope they pack it. I hope we have a great crowd and our students are there and, they're loud. Um, these kids have worked hard. And um, it's just, like I said, there's nothing like those Friday nights there. 7.30 kickoff, I believe? Uh, we're trying to get it moved to 7.30. I don't know if it's officially been moved, but I, okay. it probably will be just because of the heat yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So hopefully 7.30 is what we're looking at. Okay. Yeah, but tell everybody to come. 6.45. Be, be there early. They, they plan on a 7 o'clock start. That's be, right. Be there, there early. Be there That's as early as you can get there. Exactly. <laughs> plan on a 7 o'clock kickoff. As the Whirlways will take on uh, – yeah. We'll take on Rollsville on Friday night there at Grimsley. Coach, appreciate you uh, taking the time uh, tonight. And uh, thanks to our guests, uh, Alex Taylor and Terrell Anderson as well. That'll do it for our first ever edition of the Grimsley Whirlies Coaches Show. You can hear the game, the Grimsley and Rollsville game here on Tobacco Road Sports Radio on Friday night. <laughs>